Josh Colinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. On this edition, Plenty Bacchanal, Carnival in Flux. We are in Trinidad and Tobago for Carnival season. Haha. <laughs> right now, we are in a sweaty crowd at the Queen's Park Savannah stage in the capital, Port of Spain. It's the Steel Band semi-final. In between each of the 32 bands that cross the stage, rhythm sections, thunder from the stands. Well, if you know your soca music, you'll hear they are beating out Patrice Roberts, Sweet for Days. Listen. That's the vibe. Joining me today is Afropop producer Sebastian Booknight. He was in Trinidad for Carnival and he will be our guide through the music. Thanks, George. So, first, let's get the basics. Trinidad and Tobago is a twin island nation nestled up against Venezuela at the southernmost reaches of the Caribbean Sea. It's a country with complicated history and a vibrant culture born out of a blend of African, Indian, Amerindian, Chinese and European cultures. Over the centuries, Spanish, French and British colonizers brought enslaved West Africans and then indentured Indian servants to labor in sugar and cocoa production. Today, Trinidad is about half Indian descent and half African descent, with a large mixed-race population. Trinidad won independence in 1962 and has since become one of the richest countries in the Caribbean. Since the 1800s, Trinidadians have been celebrating Carnival, that raucous, liberating revelry before the austere Catholic season of Lent that I'm following rigorously. The history is deep. We'll pick it up as we go. Today, Trinidad's carnival is the most famous in the world, next to that of Brazil. They proudly call it the greatest show on earth. The showiest piece is in the glittery feather masquerade that you've no doubt seen. But there's so much more in the six-week carnival season. Steel pan, calypso, and soca music drive carnival. We'll see how these art forms are kept alive today. In a changing Trinidad, carnival and its art are in flux. We'll hear from artists and officials about the pushes and pulls of tradition, innovation, creativity, and commercialism. All right, let's hear from Calypso icon David Rudder. Okay, Sebastian. What's up in Trinidad these days? Lots of beautiful things, but Trinidad is dealing with some issues right now. At the moment, we are going through what they will call a recession. That's Port of Spain local Preston George. He says falling oil prices have hit the oil producing country hard. Recession is on everybody's mind and it's hurting Carnival. And the other prevailing issue of the day? We have been experiencing a rise in crime, particularly gun crime. Well, there's plenty of opinions about the root causes. The common thread is familiar. Without job opportunities, young people may get involved in drug trafficking and gang life. Most of the violence this year was gang-related. 
South American drugs funneled through Trinidad to the US and Europe. Demand for cocaine in America ripples to the streets of Trinidad. Most law-abiding people are in no more danger than in any other place. But the local news fosters this environment of fear. And that's affecting Carnival. Locals and tourists alike are more hesitant to be out in crowds. You know, it's so unfortunate that because crime is such a high visibility thing, it gets so much attention and it can give the impression that Trinidad as a country is overridden with crime. There are a few areas that appear to be crime prone. Carnival is going to be a very safe carnival. My name is Colin Lucas and I am the executive chairman of the National Carnival Commission of Trinidad and Tobago. This year's international soca monarch was Aaron St. Louis, also known as Voice. It's his third year in a row winning the top award in soca music. The national consensus is that his song, Year for Love, was just what Trinidad needs, an uplifting antidote to the wash of wickedness. He warns the wicked people. of lyrics are unusual for soca music. Right. Soca is the popular homegrown sound of Trinidad's carnival season. And its lyrics are usually written just for the party. Nobody knows why we choose to drink all day. Nobody cares if they have plenty bills to pay us. Now is not the time for that. It's not the place for that. Oh, no, no. Now we take a wine for that. Wine for that. That's Fetland by Kess and Kerwin Dubois. Here's another soca artist. Yeah, my name is Devon Lyrical Martin. Lyrical is my sobriquet. That is what soca really is about. Enjoying yourself, partying. Nobody not really going and partying right now to really hear what's going on in politics and, and all of that. People don't really relate to that. The generation change. And when the generation change, we have to give the generation what they want, what is about right now. Especially around carnival time, when foreigners come into the country, they don't want to see that. They don't want to hear that. You know, everywhere have crime. So it has positive messages in soca, but it still will be in a fun way, on a fun rhythm. You could call it escapism or a healthy break from stress. But soca lyrics tend to stick to partying and dancing, or as you would say, whining. Well, check out this song by Bungie Garlin. Bungie is one of the top soca artists right now. And his lyrics have some more seasoning than most. Boom. 
I defy the hot, just like the crips just defy the blood. Like how the wind scream, defy the bugs. Like how the tall boats defy the mud, yeah. Then we try stop me flow, so me do like Trino, and I rectify the clock. Wet me and put me in electric chair, but all they did was electrify the plug. Watch me, them go hard, we go harder. I born for this, I'm the Luke Skywalker. There's no one in this business can go on like, them are my father. Hey, why won't be the red eye? Lightsaber has is the Viking Jedi. Vintage Garland right there. Love it. There's Soka and there's Calypso, the age-old style of song that's all about lyrics and social commentary. We'll talk more about Calypso later. But Soka is wildly popular today, and Calypso not so much. Maybe it's because the whole world likes the party. Lyrical again. Soka come to the forefront a little more because I think it's more relatable. So not just Trinidad and Tobago, but more relatable a little more to the world. Soka's audience is big and draws in real money. Bungie Garland, for instance, is a brand ambassador for Campari. The Soka business is mainly fueled by the non-stop parties or fets during carnival season, many of which are all-inclusive 5-10,000 person affairs with ticket prices between 40 and 400 US dollars. Soka artists are real busy during carnival time. Um, we get sleep here and there. <laughs> we have three shows tonight, and then we have two shows tomorrow, and then two shows Sunday. Their music plays on overtime too. You just can't escape it. The same couple dozen soca hits get drilled into your head everywhere you go. Even the radio ads between the soca are soca, but with new lyrics repping Pizza Hut or Rum Company. It's hard to find quiet anywhere during carnival season, especially to sit down and talk with a musician. Like this guy. Hi, I'm Kess Defensala, affectionately known as Kess, affectionately known as Kessiban, or Kessiman, <laughs> of Trinidad and Tobago, bless. Kess has a vision for Soka, to make it international. If dancehall, calypso, Africa, and reggaeton come together and really create these world rhythms, it's time for us to kind of break those bridges. So we have a few tracks that's been, that's been bubbling really nice. Um, a track called Hello. It feels very Calypso and it's real African. Hello, my guess. A huge hit this year. The transatlantic connection is strong. The soca singers Turner and Marshall Montano and Nigerian superstar Flavor came together on this track. It's a grooving remix of Turner's song, She Bad. Big 
Turner with Marshall Montano and Flavor on the remix. Here's another soca singer, Five Star Akio. Yo, we want the world to know what soca is. That soca must be able to get a Grammy I want to make sure that we know who we are. You know what I mean? And that's most important. Before the world gets to know who we are, you know? So. This sums up a major question facing Carnival as a whole. How do you appeal to the world while holding on to your identity? Well, Sebastian, the problem is most soca can't even keep its hold on Trinidad year-round. The carnival, that's it. Our soca music dies. Certain stations that were playing soca for the last month, they switched to rap R&B, R&B yeah. one time. Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, rap R&B. These are some music fans that I met at a concert. Kurt and Robert. It is geared towards carnival, the soca music, right? So I think now they're trying to play the music more after carnival. They want to make soca international, right? But they can't do that because if we're not loving it right through the year, like how Jamaica is, it can't go nowhere because you're getting everything towards this carnival. Here's Carnival Commission Chairman Colin Lucas. If you want to sell this music to the world, you have to sell music that has residual value. So artists have to follow the carnival. Lyrical. After Trinidad Carnival is carnivals all over the world. Like I was saying, it's Jamaica, it's St. Vincent, it's Barbados, it's Grenada, it's Miami Carnival, it's New York Labor Day, it's Notting Hill in London, it's Toronto, Caribana. So we work all year. So after Trinidad is done, we do this all over again, just on a different island or a different country. The same exact thing. Trinidad is just on a bigger scale. Not every soca artist has the clout to do so. Colin Lucas. More than 300 people record every year. But quite often it's the same 11 or 12 that have hits. We as a society and we as a world being deprived of some awesome pieces of music. Because as they say, they're not in the system, they're not in the mix. You know who is in the mix? Marshall Montano, the king of soca. He's 43 now, but he's been singing since age 9. He has a dozen hits every year. And his track, Soka Kingdom, with Soka legend Super Blue, ruled the carnival roads this year. Marshall may run the Soka industry, but the younger generation is the fuel. Soka Kingdom was written and produced by 20-year-old Prince Pronto and 22-year-old Travis Worlds. Whoa there. We'll hear the rest of that later on when we hit the road on Carnival Monday. Fresh new voices are cropping up every year, but older heads aren't always on board. We have a way we like to criticize the youths. Stop criticizing. Be more embracing so that we can all speak the same thing universally. Hi, I'm Shalane Hendrickson, former four-time National Calypso Queen. It comes back to the roots. Mother Calypso is the, is the mother. We are the branches coming out of that. Soka artists hold Calypso in high esteem as their heritage and their foundation. Soka's getting its maturity a bit right now, but definitely younger of the two. And Calypso's really um, something that I um, recognize within myself. Listen to Turner sing praise of Calypso and its champions. 
Mighty Sparrow, Calypso Rose, Shadow. Soka is the child of Calypso, but Calypso today feels a bit like a neglected parent. Described as slow, boring, or outdated, but it's a deep tradition. Calypso, or Kaiso, has been around for ages. In fact, you're listening to the first recorded Calypso in 1914, Iron Duke in the Land by Julian Whiterose. Calypso's origins are in the 1800s, with the defiant Cariso songs of enslaved, then emancipated West Africans. They were sung in French Creole by singers known as Chantwells. Charlene Hendrickson. That's how it came to be. Out of the, the slavery period came the Chantwells, you know, and it filtered down to Calypso. Well, the legacy of Calypso is with the griots of West Africa. These are oral historians, singers, social commentators, poets, entertainers. Right, which is just what Calypsonians are. It's by Calypso the stories would be told of that particular community because a Calypsonian would have written on almost everything that would have passed. In fact, Calypso keeps the history of Trinidad. For any major historical event in Trinidad, well, there's always a Calypso about it. Sugar Aloes, a longtime Calypsonian, puts it this way. If Calypso dead, the news dead. Calypso is an editorial and song. So, Sebastian, what stories do this year's Calypsos tell? Well, first of all, there's Sherlane Hendrickson's own piece, property tax. Nobody wants to pay property tax, but you'll have to pay it, you know. So you have to find a way now to make it attractive. It's also double and tan because we had to find a way now. It's a serious topic. How do I get people to listen to me? And that's the beauty of a, of a Calypsonian, because you have to draw the line so it would not be considered smut. It's wonderful. It makes you laugh. It's a stress reliever, you know. I want it to run, I want it to hide. They say it's the law, you have to abide. With this property tax, this property. They say it's reform, I ball out gum. They say it's the norm, you have to conform to this property tax, this property tax. But as yes, it took me to build my property with sweat and tears. You see, it was not easy. And now this valuator have 
me under pressure. Listen to drama. Oh my gosh. You see, he surveyed the upstairs and surveyed the downstairs. Then he showed me the levy. I said, ooh, all that for me? He said, hear what I'm telling you. You got good rental value for true, for true, for true. But when he saw the size of my garden, he was shocked. The man was surprised. And before I could realize, levy start to rise, levy start to rise. And then he taxed, bam, 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 taxed. <laughs> it's no joke, though. I have also been invited with one of the regional corporations to go to all the areas where they are trying to invite people to pay their property taxes to sing. Well, that's Calypso in action. <laughs> that kind of Calypso is key to the art form. But most of the Calypsos this year were a bit more serious. And if you look inside all those Calypsos, you would find a resonance of the crime, the violence, you know. Trying times in my the crime rates viral and trouble with the economy. The prophets of doom, the prophets of gloom. Like they're ready to give up anytime soon. But too much sacrifice was made to develop this land. From 1962, independence from Great Britain. Our people must never give up their dreams and aspirations. But must Eunice Peters, failure is not an option. So 16 Calypsonians made it to the Calypso Monarch Finals at Dimanche That's a spectacle on Carnival Sunday that brings together Masquerade, Steel Pan, and Calypso. Here's the one and only singing Sandra, the second woman to ever win Calypso Monarch after Calypso rose. Sandra has been unleashing her piercing attacks on all things wicked since the 80s. This is Power in Song, a fiery call for women to take the lead on the battlefield for a better nation. Listen, this clean-up campaign is not me, no, not my design. I was asked to stand up proclaim and without fear lay it all on the line. You know what? They call me mother. They must take heal. A spiritual healing is what them killers need. For a better trip, baby, we must strive. I go be the leader. Once I'm alive, but I lead it from in the front. Lead it from in the front. From village to village, we must stop this village. Church your gas if you want. Take a boy if you want. Change does have a price. We making this sacrifice. I lead it from in the front. Lead it from in the front. Come to purge the stone though. We are back in them. Take us if they want. Take us if they want. And the fires of hope I pray. The mafia Leading from the front, that's singing Sandra, bringing the fire at the Calypso Monarch competition during Dimanche Gras. Calypsonians have a tradition of fearless, witty, and incisive critique of power. Here's another one of the Calypso Monarch finalists, Joanne Rowley, a.k.a. Tigress. What we know Calypso to be is the voice of the people. 
Rowley. As you know, our Prime Minister is Dr. Keith Rowley. So my song is more or less talking to him about the ills that I see in the country. So the name of the song is Rowley to Rowley because I'm Rowley. I am writing the letters. I know you're busy. Just sign them. Let me be able to go in and fire people as I see it fit. Here it is. Rowley to Rowley. Time is short and know you're busy. Tied up with the state. Matters of urgent concern and parliamentary debate. Things that are of urgent interest might even slip you by. No one volunteer my service, just give me a try. I see ministries on the verge of shutting down. I asking questions and they saying nothing wrong. So I take this privilege to write already. All I want you to do is sign and dispatch for me. Healthcare in the country is now at an all-time low. Patients dying in the hospital on the corridor. Medication they claim they can't even get. So the Minister of Health and Right Cause are upset. Negligence, it seems, is the order of the day. Now, that is cause for concern. I lost my son that way. I fix your signature. This is a serious matter. Just sign the letter. Let me make things better. This is not about race or class. Time to put fire in the ho ha ho ha. I fix your signature. This is a serious matter. If they can't deliver what is hard, get rid of all of the ho ha ho ha. Drag your ball. Hey. Wow, I would not mess with her. Digress, lambasting the Prime Minister. So, Calypso is really about resistance. It's a check on the powers that be. If something is wrong, well, a Calypsonian will sing about it. But sometimes it receives backlash. This year, a Calypsonian by the name of Crocro sang a song critical of the PNM government and did not make it to the finals. Some people were vexed, saying it was more an act of censorship than a fair judgment. Calypso musicians are critical of the institutions that govern the carnival arts. They don't acknowledge the needs of the artists, they say. Shirley Hendrickson. I don't know when our leaders in the world will understand. Without culture, we don't have a nation. Culture, it's not just the music. Culture is everything, every aspect of society. That if we can only understand that, well, we'll be doing wonders, you know? The money that Carnival brings in is no small thing. Somewhere between 27 and 100 million US dollars nationwide. But it doesn't always trickle down to the artists who make Carnival. Sugar Aloes. Well, it should, it should. Everybody ride on the back of Calypso, you know. Let me tell you something. Calypso and Carnival generate enough funding where government is concerned. Because the travel agency makes money, the, the hotels make money, the man who's selling the corn soup or the break and shark, transport man, everybody make money except the artists. So we are saying, oh God, give us back a percentage. And I tell you, they well deserve it. If you see a Calypso show, you'll get a sense of the litany of issues that are on Trinidadian's minds. And you'll hear dozens of singers calling for change. One young Calypsonian summed it all up at the Calypso Monarch competition. Here's Helon Francis, a relative newcomer to the scene with his crystal voice, great songwriting skills, and clear message. 
is murders, killings galore. So much gunmen fighting needless war. I can't tell you stay, can't tell you go. Cause this still the land we used to know. Homeless, every corner you meet, and they complimented by our dirty streets. Then we wonder why in our sister aisle, why they don't like trinis to come and spend time. Well, you see, Change. it's much more than paving our old road, and Change. it's greater than fixing a lamppole. Changes about the whole nation and how we are portrayed when the party done. Who said these standards in mighty auntie? Really wish somebody here could tell me. It's just the same thing again and again, like we leaders don't use the brain. So change the change within our country. Change the change so the whole world could see. Change the change for a better future, so we don't have to depend on our next day. I say change the change within the society. Otherwise we have a bandit factory. But things won't change despite all we do. If change doesn't start with you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, 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 hola. Alan Francis with Change. Man, that was some calypso, Sebastian. And the judges thought so too, George. He went home with the crown. His first Calypso Monarch title, beating out the reigning monarch, 10-time winner, Dr. Hollis Liverpool, aka the Mighty Chalk Dust. Well, hopefully the change will change for the Calypso world as well. This is Plenty Bacchanal, Carnival in Flux. After this short break, we'll be diving into the rich worlds of steel pan and mass. And make sure to head to our website, afropop.org, for photos, interviews, and articles all about Carnival. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. sound. That's a magnificent steel drum, steel pan, or as most Trinis call it, pan. It's Trinidad's homegrown instrument, hammered into being from an oil drum. We began the show in the stands of the pan semi-finals in Port of Spain, Trinidad, two weeks before Carnival. Now we're in the rehearsal space, or pan yard, of Invaders Steel Orchestra, Producer Sebastian Booknight was there. George, there is nothing quite like being in front of a 120-person steel orchestra. Invaders is getting ready for the big night, Panorama, the granddaddy of steel pan competitions. It takes weeks of practice every single night to get in shape. For so many people in Trinidad, pan is life. But then you see my music? Yeah. Hello, excuse. Hello. Like this guy, 
And yeah, that was a steel pan ringtone. My name is Keith Diaz, president of Pantry and Bagel. I am the president of over 300 steel bands in Toronto Tobago. When we spoke, one afternoon before Panorama, he was fighting back sleep. We don't sleep around this time. I go in every night. You see tonight, I may reach home two o'clock. By seven o'clock, I'm on the road again. For many panists, this is the rhythm of carnival season. Work, pan, sleep a bit, repeat. For many non-trinnies, steel pan connotes a sunny, laid-back beach vibe. When Keith Diaz was getting started, that was far from reality. At the age of 14, I went and played with a band called Silhouettes. In the days of the early days, that is when we had a balance. We have to fight between bands. It's a matter of supremacy. Bands would smash their rivals' pans. Destroy it, mash it up, use hammer and beat it. They had bolt pistol, iron bolt, chuka, cutlass, machetes. You used to be fighting. It was a really, really serious thing. band is a serious thing. You had to fight outside the pioneer, not in the pioneer. The pioneer was sacred ground. Nobody could have fight in any Sivanyard. Inside had a hard and very strong discipline. Well, I'll tell you, it was a ruthless battle for artistic superiority. As you might guess, parents didn't want their kids getting into pan. When I get the first lash with the leather belt for, for playing pan, I had to run out of the house and they had no food to eat. But he kept playing. In those days, the 50s and 60s, jobs were scarce, especially for the steel band men. And without employment, you know, that's what brought about the violence between band people because you were unemployed. And Dr. Eric Williams, Trinidad's first prime minister, did a lot to change that. But in the 60s, Dr. Williams brought about Panorama. And the Panorama, when he brought it about, uh, it changed the whole lifestyle of the pan people. Changed them from being violent. He went out to help the pan man. So he opened a program for pan people, which called the rebuild the pain, the sidewalks. The sidewalks on the road were built by sea man people, you know, what you walk on the sidewalk, you know. Most of them are steel man people build it. Come a long way from that time, you know, that's the 50s. Pan has gone from a feared, scorned art form to being Trinidad's national instrument. And now, it's also played worldwide. Pan go in Seychelles, uh, Dubai, they go to Saudi Arabia, they go to Israel, Egypt. They go to Australia, they go to Singapore, France, Spain, England, you name it, Spain, India. Well, the world comes to Trinidad to play Pan, and vice versa. Steel bands from Trinidad tour all over the world, from major concert halls to festivals. Liz Namsu of Invader Steel Orchestra. And this year, all right after Panorama, we have a touring side that is going out to perform in Dollywood, Tennessee. Festival of the Nations, so they are quite a attraction in that park. Yep, Dollywood, like Dolly Parton's theme park. Actually, touring is one of the few ways a steel band can make a living year-round. Michael Mercano, captain of Renegades Steel Orchestra. We know that in Trinidad you have so many steel bands, and Trinidad is a small country, so there's nowhere you can make a sizable income from staying home. So it has to be outside. You have to look at the outside. And that's what we are trying to do, make ourselves international. All right, let's hear a bit of what they can do. Here's Invader Steel Orchestra performing at the Panorama Steel Band Finals with their arrangement of Inside the Festival by Ultimate Rejects.
That's Invader Steel Orchestra on the big stage at Panorama. Man, it's hard to make it as a pan player because it is so dependent on Carnival. Michael Dinchong of Invaders. They do it, I don't even say professionally, it's still a pastime. Come Carnival time, everybody come out of the woodwork. You know, to make masks, to sing calypso, to play pan. So that's where we get all the people from. Kurt and Roger, the pan fans we heard from earlier, put it like this. The honest truth is, Trinidadians are part-time lovers of steel band. Because all these people, if there's a show right after carnival, you wouldn't see one-tenth of them. That is the truth, right? Therein lies the problem. We need to support our own first. Yes? The government, at the day of Pantry Bigotti Day, don't keep the trend throughout the year. They keep one or two pan shows and, and that's it. But if you're in pan, you're in for life. I actually started playing pan here at the age of nine with this very same man band. The name is Arden Herbert. I'm the uh, music arranger for the Shell Invaders Steel Orchestra. You don't have to have a formal music background. Real soul music, mu music that touched the heart, music that has that emotional connection um, doesn't have to be studied. I did study music. I don't know if that's a curse, but um, I formally studied music um, at Brooklyn College. The arrangers that have won in the past 70 something years, they, none of them actually have a degree in music. Like Bugsy. Who? The arranger is Len Bugsy Sharp. Well, Bugsy is f***ing genius, man. He's one of the world's best steel band arrangers ever. Len Bugsy Sharp is one of those names you hear whenever people talk about Pan. He's been arranging for Phase 2 Pan Groove for decades. Here's Phase 2 Pan Groove on the big stage at Pan Finals Panorama. They are playing Bugsy's arrangement of Hello by Case.
Wow, this is really nice. But somehow, that only won seventh place. Like Bugsy, most pan players learn by ear. Arden Herbert. It's phenomenal that young people can remember all of this music without reading a score. Their memories are, I mean, they're like sponges. I mean, they soak it up. I was in New York for about 20-something years um, where I headed um, the music program of a youth organization called CASIM. The aim was to provide an alternative to street life for young, underprivileged, underserved communities. So um, through the PAN, we were able to provide that safe haven. Invaders also has a strong youth program. Very young, energetic band. Very, very young, vibrant um, band. So um, the future, you know, certainly looks really bright because of the youth element and composition in the Invader Steel Orchestra. Pan Trinbago president Keith Diaz feels passionately about the importance of steel pan for Trinidad's youth. We recognize that if they get involved in music, they will have something for themselves for the rest of their lives. Keith Diaz has a list of pan's benefits, like a cure-all. In France, they use it to help prisoners rehabilitation. If a child has any impairment or any slow-learning children, you get them involved in steel band, and you will see the difference. They will be able to do things here, they remember. But he always returns to Pan as a cure for violence. And you want to know, well, why all this killing? Why this hate? It helped bring about peace. It was given to us as a people to spread to the world. That's why it's all over the world now. So I feel that this instrument was sent for that. Well, to harness that tool for peace, you need somebody to guide your hand. Arden Herbert explains his job arranging for a 120-piece orchestra. As the arranger, um, I am charged with the responsibility of ensuring that the music prepared for the panorama competition is nothing short of a masterpiece, basically. <laughs> it's a process. Um, we normally take um, one of the calypsos or soca songs. We develop it, extend it to, to say about eight minutes or so, and the music evolves for me in the Panyard. All right, now let's head to Panorama. We're outside the Panorama stage on what they call the drag, weaving through a dense crowd and little bars selling food and drink. A long line of bands run through their pieces before going onto the stage. You really feel the Pan Jumbie, that irresistible power of Pan. Desiree Myers of Invaders describes that feeling. You know, Jumbie is like, it just creeps up on you and it just takes you over and you just don't want to stop. It's like you're just in a zone, you just don't care. You just want to have a good time, play, perform on stage. It's like, it's like you're everything, you know what I mean? The adrenaline rush is overwhelming, seriously. The whole event lasts well into the night with 10 bands performing. The energy is high and the steel is ringing. We've already gotten a taste of Invaders and Phase 2's panorama performances. So let's hear what Renegades has to offer. And here it is, Renegades Steel Orchestra with their blazing hot rendition of Year for Love by voice and complete with a scorching pyrotechnics display. Think 10-foot towers of fire. 
That is spectacular. You can really feel the heat. And I tell you, I'm going to guess that they just won right there. And you are right. Renegades are the panorama champs. And our friends over at Invaders took fourth place. Congrats to everybody. So Panorama came to a smashing conclusion. Dimanche Gras is next. Besides the Calypso Monarch competition, Dimanche Gras is where you go to see the gargantuan masquerade costumes competing to be king and queen of carnival. Head to our website, afropop.org, to see pictures of these amazing works of art. Dimanche Gras ends around 1 a.m., and very soon after, the real things start. Carnival itself is born in the darkness. Before dawn, on Monday morning, the Bacchanal begins with Juve. When you see the feathers and glitter in the sunshine, man, that's pretty mass. Juve is dirty mass. It's the much-needed balance. Juve is the time to free up, let loose, and get dirty. Real dirty. People dance down the road to booming music, drinking liberally, getting smeared with paint, powder, mud, and oil, and whining without restraint. Well, it's not just a party, though. Jouvet emerged in Afro-Trinidadian society after the emancipation from slavery in 1838. It defied and mocked the white aristocracy. It offered freedom to express and transgress, to shed your skin and put on a new one. Since the early days, Juve has been part street theater, a setting for political satire and crude humor in costume. It also has many traditional characters, the midnight robber, the horned jab-jab devils covered in black oil and chains, the blue devils, Colin Lucas. When I was that young, I was just terribly afraid of Juve and the blue devils, and blue devils in particular painted their entire bodies blue and they, there was a red dye that they would put in their mouths that made it look like they were sucking blood. And they had these forks and they would taunt you and just, look the devil, pay the devil. The creatures of the dark have to come out sometime. Older heads might tell you Juve has gotten too commercialized or lost some of its life-giving chaos. But for a lot of people, Juve is still the peak of carnival. I rode with Dirty Dozen a typical drinks, breakfast, and security-inclusive paint-and-powder band. Much of the music was the same soca you hear all the time, but there are a few songs built for Juve. They've got skimpier, dirtier beats, heavy on the bass and drums. This one's a favorite. It's called Is Jam by Dev. Turn it up. Oh gosh. Juve morning, I drunk like a fish out on the road. Pull up on a bumper, start to close when cause I'm feeling good She could be a doctor, could be a lawyer, could be a judge All I know is Juve, and I ain't charge a bam bam All I want to do is jam, jam, jam Too soon, the sun rises and Trinidad stumbles out of the dirty darkness into Carnival Monday Bodies are washed, clothes are changed, sleep may be had Monday is like casual mass, but Monday morning is special. Colin Lucas. NCC started a couple years ago reintroducing what they call traditional mass. There were moko jumbies on tall stilts dancing across the stage, fancy Indians in headdresses, and a tambu bamboo band playing their music. It's a group of musicians who sing and beat out interlocking rhythms with long pieces of bamboo. 
The steel pan was born out of Tambu Bamboo's tradition. If you listen close, you can hear they're playing Michelle Montano's hit, Showtime. Great. Very shortly after this, the huge 18-wheeler sound systems began their thundering soca music. Non-stop. All day. After weeks of Carnival Bacchanal, Tuesday is the climax. Hundreds of thousands of people get spiffed up in their shiny, feathery mask costumes and parade through the streets of Puerto Spain from dawn to night, drinking and whining as they go. So the feathery bikinis are the popular face of Carnival, but they don't do justice to Trinidad's unique masquerade legacy. Head to afropop.org to read about the conversation around mass today, where tradition conflicts with business and personality with profits. You can also see photos of the mass bands, including the magnificent Eyes of God, designed by the legendary Peter Minchel. Soka Kingdom. Everybody crosses the massive Queen's Park Savannah stage. From 7 a.m., band after band, some upwards of 5,000 people strong, assemble at the side of the stage. They're held back by security as they pump themselves up. And when the time comes, they're released and run wildly across the stage, jumping to the blaring soca. Put yourself there. Imagine bursting out onto a sunny stage with hundreds of other dancing masqueraders. Soka Kingdom. That's Masha Montano and Super Blue. You would think that after nearly two days of dancing on the streets and weeks of partying to Soka, Steel Pan, and Calypso, the energy would slow down a bit by Tuesday evening, but it only got wilder. The music trucks were circling town, the bands blending into one another, and everybody jumping up. Sometimes two trucks would pass each other, and you'd be engulfed in ear-splitting Soka from all sides. Real bacchanal. Eventually, the crowds tire out and go home. They shed their costumes and sleep. At Carnival, you bring yourself to the edge and you wake up a little bit reborn. And then get ready for the next year. Take us out, Bungie. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities. The National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And PRI, public radio international affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. And many thanks to Rhea Smith, Angela Fox of Pan Trimbago, John Schmidt, Sherlane Hendrickson, Dirty Dozen Juve Band, Ryan Caesar, David Petioni, and all of our interviewees for their help with this program. Program. And endless gratitude to Stephen Moses and his family for their hospitality. And don't forget to visit afropop.org for plenty of photo essays, articles, and interviews. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. 
My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Sebastian Booknight. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan, Benning Air, C.C. Smith, and Akornefa Achia edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richman. And I'm Georges Collinet. Take a chip, take a chip, take a chip, take a chip now. Check it, check it, check it. PRI, Public Radio International.